Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free gift for you on how to scale your agency to multiple six and even seven figures and beyond by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself from the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Again, that's 720-792-8036. Just text the word freedom and I'll send you the free gift on how to achieve freedom in your agency and life. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we're hanging out with Naomi and Trey. They are co-hosts and co-creators of the podcast Hop To It, our digital nomad journey. They are married, empty nesters, slow traveling through the southwestern United States in search of a home. Trey is a software developer and tech support dude. He is also a shaman, light energy worker, and yoga hobbyist. Naomi, who also goes by Nay, is a creative solopreneur, author, and alchemist. And inside story, they're also very dear friends of mine, and they've been on this amazing nomadic journey documenting their whole process of finding their next place that they want to settle down and grow roots on their podcast. And I asked them to come on the show today to talk about that nomadic journey. I know a lot of agency owners out there are thinking to themselves, like, maybe I, I can I can work from anywhere. So where should I where should I work from, right? It's almost like the whole world is our, our blank canvas. And sometimes that can be a really overwhelming feeling. And if you've ever thought to yourself, well, maybe we should go try a whole bunch of places. Well, Naomi and Trey are doing just that right now. So welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Brent, it is so awesome to see your face. I think we figured out it's been about 10 years and you have grown into such a handsome man. <laughs> I feel like we well, were kids when we knew each other before. <laughs> well, I know I know for our, our listeners not seeing my face like light up red right now to, to, <laughs> to be reminded. I, I actually... I. I uh, I probably had a lot more brown hair. I think probably ten years ago it was it was yeah. all brown with maybe like a touch of gray, and now it's we're all gray at this point. Very distinguished. <laughs> yeah, I hope I gray like that for sure. <laughs> well, uh, Trey has no hair, so he's definitely not going to gray like that for sure. Well, he's got the he's got the goatee though. So I mean, yeah. are we? You know, do we? Is, is that graying? Is it? Is it not? Very nice. That'll be yeah. distinguished. It, that's how it started for me. It was a streak, and then it it eventually became the whole the whole entree. So <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So so uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about your podcast over the course of this episode. And I think anybody that is interested to go kind of go deep on this this idea, I think your podcast is is a beautiful creation of. Uh, of audio storytelling of of this journey that you're on. Um, but I, I'd love to kind of go to maybe a little bit before you decided to launch the podcast. I mean, what was what was the conversation that was like, hey, we should like move and and uproot ourselves and go on a tour of like the world and figure out where we want to live next? Like how does how does that conversation start? Uh, it started with YouTube. <laughs> uh, really just modeling off of other people like, oh my gosh, these people are going on trips. And bringing yeah. that to the dinner conversation. 
It's true. We were in a pandemic like boiler room, I guess. I don't know how to explain it, but things were the walls were closing in. Um, like many people, we we were 18 months in, you know, pretty pure isolation in Berkeley, California. And during those 18 months, we were watching a lot of YouTube. <laughs> and we did happen upon some travel shows and we started living vicariously through these other people who were living a more nomadic life. And we started dreaming about it. Mm-hmm. And so we kept asking ourselves, well, where would you go? And- yeah. And starting to look on Google too. So it was like, all right, where do we go? Trying to think of like what sounded good. And then we started noticing like all the Google searches were the same. Mm. Top whatever city, top five, top 10. It was almost like I could just do a blind, like, okay, it's going to be this one. <laughs> some some like, content marketer like put together like these cities that are supposedly the top and like all these people are moving there and they have no idea yes. why, right? Yeah, and it's wonder, literally, sorry, it's literally an SEO game, right? It's just like the top 10 cities that everybody's searching for on Google. So you get the same thing regurgitated over and over and it just didn't feel like it was giving us an answer. What are some of the what are some of the top tens? I mean, I don't I I always like, you know, I'll see like, you know, I'll see articles that be like, oh, top ten cities. Oh, Denver happens to be like number two, right? Like it's like, was that yeah, like th- is that really top ten cities, or is it just because I'm in Denver, it's like reinforcing me, like, this is a great place to be. Right. <laughs> I think Denver does make the list almost every time. Seattle, San Francisco, Portland, Los no, not Los Angeles, maybe Los Angeles. Raleigh. Raleigh. Oh yeah, that's a big one. That surprised <laughs> me. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. So how do you find, how did you start looking for like the off the beaten path places? I mean, is that, was that kind of part of the intent was like, let's find some place that is right for us versus right for everybody else? I think we were getting analysis paralysis, looking at all these lists. And then one day we were just like, you know what? I think we just need to go experience some cities for ourselves to really figure out what we want. I mean, at this point, you know, the pandemic was kind of shifting from like the early phase of, you know, claustrophobia to this more manic phase where people are trying to get out. I think between the, the Delta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the big catalyzing factor though was I lost my job. We had a pandemic related market shift and half the company was laid off. And Trey looked at me, this was in October of 2021. And he goes, why don't we get out now? Why don't we try this now? We had been thinking about doing it a little bit more strategically and waiting for our lease to come up in July. And and we decided to just make a run for it, literally, and see what was out there in the world. Yeah. It's because you start putting these obstacles in front of you and they're not like horrible obstacles, but it's like, oh, we have this lease. Mm. Can we leave? You know, what am I going to do? And like for me, I had already been working from home for the entire pandemic at that point. So over a year, because they just closed our office, they just closed it, sold it, still had a job with the same company. (laughs) So I was like, why am I even staying here if you're not even tied to your former uh, employer? So that helped mm-hmm. push us. Yeah. So they like like untethered you. But yeah. I think that's an interesting you know, observation that I think a lot of us have maybe a, a big dream or a, a vision for something. And then it's, it's this idea of, oh, I got to wait to the right time. I got to wait to the right time. You know, oh, I got to wait till 
Yeah, I mean, we hear that all the time in like the coaching world and people are like, oh yeah, yeah, I really want to like, I really want to like grow my business. But like right now is just not a right, not a good time for me. Like I'm, I'm going to do it when this happens and this and this, you know, and, and I, I don't know about YouTube, but it, it sounds like maybe you experienced this with this, this idea. Like we kind of, it's really easy to go, well, yeah, let's kind of push that. Like I definitely have like two or three goals in the back, like in my mind, I'm thinking about right now that we're like, oh yeah, let's do that next summer. And then like next summer, it's like next summer and then it's next yeah. summer, you know? And so <laughs> I think there's some, you know, some, some wisdom to just saying, Hey, you know what, we just need to move that to now and just like do this. Yeah. I think that that a lot of time when you postpone a big change, it's really a fear situation. Mm. And so even when we decided to do this now, we were making up excuses. Even in that moment, we're like, well, you know, the landlord might hold our deposit back. I was writing a novel and Trey was thoughtful enough to go, well, if we make this big move, you're never going to finish that novel. You need time. I mean, I feel like there was a number of other excuses that we were coming up with in this moment. And uh, we really recognized that they were kind of fear-based and we decided just to go for it. (laughs) Yeah. And you also balance it a little bit too. So it was like, well, what do we get from just sitting here for the next six, eight months at that point. So mm. yeah. yeah, That's true. Yeah. We were looking at like six more months in the same apartment with the same, you know, views. <laughs> and the then, fear of that started to overcome the fear of the unknown, right? That yeah, was that must be the, it. The tipping point, right? <laughs> I, always, I always love those, like those catalyst moments where you, it's like you, you finally end up committing and like, I don't know if something changes and like our, our brain psychology. I mean, obviously it does. Or our brain, brain chemistry, like like you know your your landlord situation, for example. I mean, there's a there's a. I mean, I don't I don't mean to put this like bluntly, but there's obviously like a cost. Like I don't know, is that like a is that like a thousand dollar problem? Is it like a ten thousand dollar problem? Like there's something you know, but it's like oh no, can't go to the landlord. Like the landlord, we can't get out of his lease, right? But like I don't know, can you? Like did you? Yeah, I think that was our biggest <laughs> specter. At, at the end of the, yep. the biggest, most practical specter, I should I should say. Um, so we actually did do some research to figure out what rights we had as tenants. Luckily, we were living in Berkeley, which is a very tenant rights-based city. But it did end up being a, a somewhat costly uh, yeah. decision for us. So it wasn't, so. wasn't a free decision? Was There <laughs> was, was no free, free lunch decision. there? <laughs> no. But like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, okay, so I don't know, I don't know what the number was or if you're you're open to talking <laughs> about it. But like, you know, so there's, it's like an investment though. Like, hey, we, you know, there you we go. got out of this thing. We had to like move forward. And like, sometimes I feel like there's, you know, we get, we get so caught up on, you know, these things like getting in our way, you know, and, and now you have this big, you have a platform now and, and you have like, you're, you're out there, you're producing content, you've got this whole storytelling platform and I'm sure you've learned so much in that process. Like, you know, if you would have waited another month, maybe it wouldn't have happened. No fun. Yeah. That's what I think is what we were up against is like, if we didn't go in that moment, I'm not sure if we would have ever made this leap. I mean, there's a good chance I would have just found another job in the Bay Area, kept doing what we do and, you know, basically renewed our subscription to living there, even though we both knew for quite a few years that it wasn't exactly the perfect fit for us. And so, and I'm not afraid to say that the price tag on a on a deposit in the Bay Area was about $4,000. So about that expensive. But I think what we're getting is priceless. Yeah. yeah. 
And I really like how you say investment too, because that's what it is. Like there might be a cost, but the idea is to recoup that and build on it, right? So mm. I think it's worth it. Well, in retrospect, definitely worth it now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, agency owners. I have an amazing product to share with you this week. Service Provider Pro. I'm absolutely in love with this platform. If you're currently running a productized service-based agency and you're looking for an all-in-one client management solution, this is for you. Service Provider Pro helps you sell services at scale. You can manage your clients, your payments, projects, all from one slick dashboard. Run reports, see where your projects are at, and give your team a single source of truth. And it all comes in a fully white-labeled package, so you look super pro in front of your clients. For more details and an extended free trial, head over to spp.co slash yougurus to sign up. That's spp.co forward slash yougurus. All right, let's get back to our show. So where are you? Uh, I know we talked about this in the in the pre-show, but for for our audience, right? Where where because you're you're a little bit ahead of your show. So like, where are you uh, right now in terms of of you know you're obviously not in Berkeley. So where where are you hanging out? So we are halfway through the trip right now, yeah. and we're in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Halfway so. through this city, or just in general, like the oh, whole, in general the whole experience. Yeah. Okay. So we have an end date of ending the middle of the summer. So we started in December. We're going to end in June, July. June or July. Yep. Yep. And how many uh, locations? I think all total, we have 10 cities that we're staying in. And we've been trying to do longer stays, like a month at a time. Um, But next month, we're kind of picking up the pace and doing some rapid city-to-city hopping. So we'll see how that goes. Yep. Part of it is a search to find home, right? So it's like, Mm. we wanted to stay for long enough to really feel the city because a lot of people probably travel. But the idea is after about a month, you start to really feel it and get uncomfortable. And I think that's part of knowing where you want to go. So what's been been kind of an unexpected surprise? Something that you didn't plan for? It could be good or or bad, right? What's something unexpected that's happened that, uh, that kind of stands out for you? Um, I want to start with a good one. So the very first hop, we call these hops because hop to it. (laughs) But the very first hop we took was to Imperial Beach, which is a city south of San Diego, right on the Mexico border. And we really had no idea what we were getting into because we didn't choose Imperial Beach we chose the price of the Airbnb in Imperial Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Near where we wanted to go. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Filter, where can we afford, right? Like the, you know, $10,000 a night penthouse. Like, nope, 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 nope. Okay, here's where we're at. And then that's, yeah. that's very cool. So the surprise was we ended up in a one-bedroom condo right on the ocean. And so we walked into this condo and we opened the back door and the, the sound of the waves mm. just came like crashing into our our kitchen. And I've never had an opportunity to live for a month in a place like this. And then to make it even sweeter, like we walk out, there's just like a little row of rocks between our house and the ocean. And so there were dolphins in our backyard. And it was like that moment, it was like everything that we'd been Mm. doing to get to this place felt worth it. You know, like it was not easy. Yeah. And I, I feel like listening to that, 
episode where you describe that ocean. And I, I don't know if my memory serves. Did you play like an audio clip of the ocean or something? I, we did. I was like driving <laughs> in my car and I'm like, oh, like I just, I, like I, I miss, you know, when I was in, uh, when I was growing up, we used to go out to the uh, Newport Beach in California. We'd stay like for like a week at a beach house, you know, and I just, I personally had like forgotten about that sensation of living somewhere where you walk out in the morning and you hear it or you leave a window open and you hear it and hearing you describe that on the show, I was like, oh man, like, that just <laughs> sounds amazing, right? Like what a beautiful place to be at. Yeah, it was just so affirming. It was like all the stuff we had been through up to this point was hard. It was not easy to rip that Band-Aid off when we moved. And so that was like a moment of peace and zen and like, yep, you're on the right track. Mm. How um, I feel like one of the things that I, I admire so much about as I listen to the show, the you know, even though at some point you had to make a decision and just go, um, I also do feel like the amount of planning and thoughtfulness that you put into evaluating, you know, how you're going to evaluate where to live, how you planned like your whole journey, like how long you're going to live places, and how you chose these things, and and there was just like so much intentionality. Like I'm I'm a little bit more of the type of person like. I'd probably just spin the globe and be like, boop, like, <laughs> oh, we're going to go to like, you know, whatever, Perth, Australia. Like, that's awesome, right? Like, I don't know anything about that, right? Like, it'd be like, we got to figure it out, right? But I feel like you've done such a good job at, at that that planning. What what are some of the things if people are are thinking about exploring a nomadic life or finding, you know, doing something like you, like what you've done to, to find their next like forever home or for the, their forever place, if they're thinking about this, I mean, what are some of the things you did from a planning perspective that you feel like had a really big impact on how things have turned out in reality um, versus maybe some of the things you, you spent a lot of time on that didn't really, you know, it's like when, when all things came to it, like maybe that wasn't a really huge thing that you needed to care too much about. Oh man, I got to start with <laughs> what you bring. So our trip, we didn't do a van life, right? There's multiple ways to travel. Naomi came up with this great quiz. So if anybody wants to take this quiz, you can kind of figure out what type of traveler you are. So we're a slow traveler, right? Not a van lifer. And so packing the vehicle, we have a vehicle called Luna. It's a hybrid uh, plug-in electric. And so many things I wanted, like I needed a kitchen. I really wanted this kitchen. And so I'm planning it all out way too much, have to cut we get to the first place, didn't need some of the stuff. So these little things that you think are important aren't always as important, but that's minutia. There's mm. bigger stuff for sure. Like, like were you, and I remember you talking about this in, in the episode, uh, <laughs> but you like, cause you get to like a plug like an Airbnb and like the kind of, they have a kitchen, but you had like a very specific, like you like to cook, you've got your, you know, you're, you're yep. passionate about that. So you want to bring that stuff with you, but then you know, these are also people who like host and they probably try to have like everything. It might not be like the whatever the crazy knife or whatever, you know, but yeah, or the right pan, but like they do have stuff. But you were like, hey, this is this is important to me. Exactly. So for a cook or I'm not a chef, but for a chef, you want to have a sharp knife, right? Mm. Like not any knife will do. Try cutting a tomato with a dull rod, right? So these things were important, but we had an A plus host on that first one. So she mm. had everything sharp, perfect. We've run into other hosts where I was happy I had a couple of the things, but I didn't need the pot that I wanted to bring. Because like, <laughs> you're so used to having that around you in the house, right? <laughs> so do you make a decision at some point? It's like going on some long trek, right? At some point, you're like, all yeah. right, we got to cut weight. We got to get this stuff out of here, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to fit it in the trunk of the car. 
So we made mm. some really, you know, critical decisions. It was like, okay, Naomi, you get this much of the car. I get this much of the car. Oscar gets the, <laughs> the rest. <laughs> and what do you really need? A lot of things you can replace. So when we think of obstacles too, to kind of tie that back, think about what could even be just bought along the way, right? Yeah. Mm. It makes things a lot easier when planning. Like what can you replace? Yeah. Naomi, was there anything for you that, uh, that maybe your, your planning turned out, it, it, reality turned out a little bit differently? You know, I think the big the big thing is we really thought we were going to be able to just roll up into whatever city we want, be in like the best neighborhood. You know, we were paying Bay Area rent and we thought that like once we left the Bay Area rent behind, we'd be able to afford whatever. And it turns out the vacation rental market is so much more expensive. And so we ended up like really having to make a lot of compromises on where we stay, the size of the places we're staying. You know, we've stayed in a lot of studios. We've stayed in a lot of places that aren't quite in the center of town. And so just really being flexible on where we land and not mm. having like this gridded out plan. Okay, first we're going to go, you know, to A, B, and C. Now it's like, okay, we're going to go that direction and we'll see where we land. And I think... That flexibility has been a really good lesson for me because I am a planner. <laughs> any any like hacks in terms of like, you know, are you just going through Airbnb? Are you using VRBO? Are there any like back channels to get to hosts and like not pay the big rates? You know, we've searched high and low for alternatives to Airbnb and Verbo, but those alternatives usually come in the form of like, house sitting for other people. And so if you like want to add that to your responsibility list, that's a good way to do it for a little bit cheaper. But for us, you know, we've really been pretty stuck with the Verbo Airbnb. We do like the fact that they have some protections. So you're not like on Craigslist, just making a deal with somebody. So in terms of like house sitting, you could find like places to go do house sitting and, and potentially get like free or reduced rent, but then you got like responsibilities and stuff while you're there. Exactly. And there's and even timing. Yeah. You can't really predict when they need house sitting. Yeah. Gotcha. Timing and location is even harder to predict on that. So if you want to be really flexible, really cheap, that's a great, a great alternative. Does that end up is that something that you end up still having to pay rent for? Cause you know, we've like like, oh, hey, we're going to go and like live abroad for a month, right? Oh, we need to get a house sitter. Like, we're going to pay somebody to like come and do that. But like, what I'm hearing from you is maybe there's an opportunity to not have to pay somebody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Free rent. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Very cool. There is one thing that I thought was a hack because I didn't know until we started looking for a trip, but was to actually book a place for longer than 30 days or I think 30 days is a cutoff, but it gets dramatically cheaper. So two things that worked out in our favor is one, we happen to be traveling to places during off season. That's kind of a no brainer, but pay attention to that one. But two, booking a place for longer than 30 days, they don't have certain taxes and fees that must be included that make it partly astronomical, you know? Yeah. <laughs> mm. It's a big So if you are going to do like the nomad thing, maybe thinking, thinking in that context of, hey, it's, I'm going to go live like a nomad for 12, 12 months and maybe do like, 11 places over over 12 months. Holy. And it cuts it down oh, more than half. It, it yeah. gets reasonable. I know that uh, I want to talk about the 
the matrix in a, a like the rating system because I think it's it's like brilliant. You have all these like really in depth ratings in all the places. But one of the things that kind of caught my attention was the like social community aspect. Like, do you have enough time being someplace in for like a month or even weeks, right, to really understand like will I meet people here? Like, are my people here? You know, I can imagine if I was in New York and I started like going up to you like, hey, I'm Brent. Like, I want to hang out with you. They'd be like, you know, like get out of my way. Or I mean, I'm sure New Yorkers are nice. If anybody's in New York or listening, I'm sure you're an amazing person. Um, but you know, I just imagine like trying to make fast friends can some of them could be difficult, you know, but that might not mean that like long-term that it's not like a good place to live. So how have you approached the like social kind of like friend community assessment? I think for us, we came from the Bay Area where it's, you know, kind of like New Yorkish. People are not out there just like socializing on the fly. Um, you really have to kind of get in with these networks to start meeting people. So we kind of walked out of the Bay Area feeling like a little guarded, but we soon realized some of these smaller towns like Imperial Beach, Pismo Beach, people are way more open. And so mm. as soon as we let our guards down and just started talking to people, we've discovered that it's actually not hard to meet people. And we actually, I think we've made even some friends on this trip. I mean, yep. knock on wood, we get to keep them because we're not in the same city anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> Are, you, but are also, you doing things to like go out and, and proactively meet people? Or is it just, you know, like, yeah. oh, hey, you're my neighbor. We got lucky and found like a, it's called a, Famosa slew, but it was a cleanup. So a natural area cleanup. And all those people, they're very related to us. They're thinking about sustainability, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you get to meet people who care about the area area you're mm. even in by doing some uh, volunteer work. So that yeah. was really cool. I just yeah. wrote down like, you know, get involved, right? Like that's a, yeah. a good way to kind of go someplace and then and then contribute, right? Almost like say, hey, well, I can't, I, I'm living here for a little bit, but I'm going to contribute while I'm here too. And that probably is a good signal to other people. And they talk to you and some remember you and it's, yeah, really cool. Yeah. Another inroad for us has been our dog, Oscar, because, you know, you can always strike up a conversation when you're walking a dog. And so the trick is to keep, keep the conversation rolling past the superficial dog conversation and kind of start getting to like the human level. and. That actually was really effective to meeting quite a number of people in Pismo Beach, especially. Mm. That's, I mean, just just even thinking about the intentionality around, like, oh, if the dog is talking, to, you know, if the dog gets us into a conversation, like, go try to get, like, you know, make make it a meaningful conversation, turn it, you know, be putting the effort in versus. Yes. I mean, honestly, sometimes I feel like when I even live someplace for, like, I'm going to live there for years. It's like, oh, well, we'll like you know, oh, hi, you know, it's like, it's like very yeah. surface level versus, versus going deep. Although I feel like some of my neighbors, I'm not going to say they prefer the surface level, but maybe a little, like, I'm like, I'll like, you know, if I try to pry beyond, they're like, oh no, 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 no. Like, I'll see you later. <laughs> yes. There's definitely um, people who preserve, prefer to keep things on the surface. And, you know, it's pretty obvious when that's the case. So we're not getting creepy or anything and like digging when they don't want to. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What so I know you have this uh, the, the ranking system. I can't remember. Is there ten criteria? 16. Sixteen. 
16 criteria. Okay. And there's each <laughs> criteria. We've got like points and we assess things. Is there like a panel judge? I mean, how do we, like, I just, I'd love to be in the room when we're like, is it a this or, you know, so are you each like rating it? And then we're like averaging them. Cause you've got these 16 criteria. Maybe just give me a couple examples uh, from the, from the list of criteria and kind of how you approach ranking these things. Well, we definitely ask some questions and based on how we kind of assess those questions, it's like, okay, this is the score. And we talk it out collaboratively. Mm. So just for example, like, let's go with dog-friendly. Are there dog parks, right? Are there dog-friendly restaurants? That's a real big key. So we go through and hit these things. Can you find dog sitters? Because that's a great way for us to kind of get a date night or something. And depending on how it rates on those, then we give it the score. And we keep it simple. Naomi came up with a great weighting system so we can really get some more value out of it. But it's zero to five. Zero, you have nothing. Five, you're the best we've ever seen. And you know, if you land in the middle, you might win. <laughs> yeah. Average isn't bad. <laughs> yeah. You're consistently average, right? Yeah. And maybe like overall, it's like, oh, this place is pretty average, but it's pretty good, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Little tortoise in the hair. Like you think this flashy place will win, but... Well, and, and, you know, everything. I mean, that's how I think some things are, right? You like see a place and you're like, oh, this is so amazing. But you maybe, I mean, even just thinking about the last few places that we've lived, like you can almost let your emotions take over around a really narrow selection criteria. And then all of a sudden you like live someplace and you're like, wait a minute, we're missing all these other things yes. that are really important to us. But like in the moment we're like, it was an amazing this, right? Like whatever that yep. is, you know, and it can be, I feel like it's easy to get like overtaken by Zillow or, you know, these other <laughs> apps. You're like, oh my yes. God, that kitchen for this much, you know, but you might not be thinking yeah. about like the walkability or the bikeability or the the community or the, you know. Sustainability. Dog friendly. Yeah. What yeah. are some of the other questions on your list? Sustainability. Okay. Yeah. Diversity. You know, we have some big things on that list. Sustainability, diversity, community. And then we have small things that we care about like coffee, wine and beer, dog friendly restaurants. And so all of these things, you know, we really had a lot of discussions about what are the categories that matter to us. I think that was the hardest part of the process was figuring out really what we care about. And now that we know what we care about, it's a little bit easier to figure out whether a place is living up to that or not. Mm. And it helps run emotions both ways. Like if you're mm. down or you just have a down experience, it helps kind of lift that or balance it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like just even doing this, no, you know, even if you're happy with where you live, like just to identify what you care about, because maybe you're not even putting energy into an, a thing that you actually, you know, or at least you think you care about it, but maybe in reality, you're like, oh, actually, I don't, you know, like restaurants are a priority, but like we go out to eat, you know, it's like if you go out to eat like once a quarter or whatever, you're like, well, <laughs> maybe like that actually isn't like that important. So, so you've got your criteria questions, and then is I, did I hear there's a weighting system? So there's like a is there a spreadsheet here that we, we, <laughs> yes. we crunch all of these numbers through, and then like ding, yeah. like comes out. Yeah, yeah. So Brent's doing a great job of digging into our proprietary algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> the, I won't ask if the spreadsheet is shareable. We'll keep that. We'll keep there. That, you go. Uh, Eventually, private. we will. But the weighting is really so people can say like, you know, it's a priority of one, two, three, right? Low, medium, high. Is this mm. a low priority? You're going to have more of those than high priorities. A couple in the middle and one or two at the top, like really make you select one or two that are the best. So out of those 16, you could even customize it for you. Oh, you have a family. Oh, you're just, you know, single, retired. You can choose what's important. 
I'm I'm excited about this. I feel like there's like business opportunity here. There's <laughs> going to be like a assessment tool and a coaching call, and you're going to guide people to the, the life of their dreams, right? And um, it starts with wh- that quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's e the number 2 m solutions.com. All right, back to our show. Is there a a leaderboard? Is there a city out of your journey so far that's like feeling really good? Yeah, there is a leaderboard and I'm so trying to keep my mind and heart <laughs> open because we are not done with this trip. But right now, the the contender is surprisingly to us even because we considered this city before and knocked it off the list. Um, it's San Diego, and yep. but you know we're not calling it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is number one right now. What what was like the like was there any one thing or was it kind of like it was really good in a lot of areas and maybe super strong in a couple? Well, on our system, it scored an eighty four. Okay. Out of 100. Yeah, out of 100, which is really, really good. And I think there is, unfortunately, a wild card. And that is we do have really cute nieces and nephew who live in the area. <laughs> so I don't know. They might be pulling the, the rankings a little more emotional than we need it to be. <laughs> so we got this like amazing spreadsheet and matrix. But at the end of the day, we're like, eh, like there's still like this human element of, of like the... <laughs> There's like an override button. Like, yeah, okay, it's a great score. But now it's, you know, it's maybe telling us what our, our intuition is. I think there's like some tricks where you like, you know, you flip a coin, but you like, you don't look at the coin. You just like wonder like, what was the, you know, what did I hope it was going to be while it was spinning through the air, right? Um, nice. So it sounds like maybe there's some intuition that's going to be. What, what's been the, is there a worse city? Is there a low score? Is there like a, we shouldn't have probably come here city yet? No, we've actually loved every place we've been. And mm. the lowest score we have is so far is the 68. And funny enough, we have three cities who hit that 68 number. So, so you have a three-way no... tie for the least yes. great. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say the worst. They're all great, but the least great. Yes. But you know, I'm we're not... Amazed. Because yeah. we go zero to a hundred. So I thought like low would be low. Mm. No, 68 being the lowest. That's pretty cool. Well, I think well, it's partly because we're not just going anywhere, you know, like we're doing a little bit of pre-screening before we even pick where we're going. Mm. So. True. Maybe, maybe to make like make good podcasts, we need to like throw a little bit of like if you were a reality television show, right? <laughs> the producers would be sitting in a room and be like, Yeah, we can't can't have all the cities be good, right? We need to have one that's like not good, right? Like and then we gotta have like the the underdog, right? The city that we're like, there is no way. There was no way we're going there, but it turns out to be like amazing, right? Unfortunately, this is not reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You put your you put your, your your journey out there, right? But uh, I don't know if you do, if you if you do a second season, I'll uh, I'll volunteer to produce some uh, produce some of the drama for you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we need some artificial drama. I will say, Love it. an upcoming episode does have some real drama. 
but mm. I'm not going to say what it is. We did have some pretty low lows recently. So. Yep. Mm. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to listening to that on the show. <laughs> I think our listeners should should definitely listen to the show. I mean, obviously they're, they're listening to our podcast, so they're podcast fans. I think Hop to it's going to be going to be a great uh, addition to their podcast library. Uh, I just I, I love the journey that you're on. I listen to so much like business stuff that sometimes I just need like something that's just like fun and different. And as somebody that apparently would like to maybe move to someplace new but is not doing it anytime soon. Uh, it's it's a beautiful, vicarious journey for me to go on and just listen to the two of you. Obviously, I've got a connection with the two of you, but but just listening to the story and the the, the time and attention that you've put into the the show and the production um, was was very surprising to me. I was, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I was like, this is such a good show. Like you guys are are, are producing this thing, uh, and it made me feel. I was like, man, I got to take my podcast skills to the next level. You just get into podcasting Aww. and you're one upping me. So. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you might have noticed we don't do anything halfway. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's all all in, and it's it's beautiful. So, uh, do you two have a second to stick around for our lightning round? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it. First off, what is the best advice you've ever received? I'll start. So, my sister-in-law told me to start trying a breathwork meditation practice. And it's like an hour long of breathing. And it's been the most life-changing, transformative practice I've ever, ever done. For me, to get past an analysis paralysis, if somebody doesn't answer a question with an immediate yes, then it's a no. Done. Oh, I love that one. Uh, Naomi, real quick, on that breathwork meditation, was there a specific, is there is there one that our listeners can look up or should they just kind of like, you know, go to YouTube and like breathwork meditation? Is there one that you follow? Yeah, the one I follow is called Soulful Breathwork. And I like it because it's a lot more gen- gentle. It's not like the Wim Hof method, if you know about that method. It's, it's a gentler practice, but it's definitely transformational. You're not taking a, a like a... Going to like the Arctic and and staying outside <laughs> and like breathing intensely and throwing yourself into an ice bath. Maybe in season two <laughs> during the reality TV show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll go back to you, Naomi. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Okay. Again, meditation. This one is just my normal daily practice. Um, but I find that I can't even get started with my day unless I do at least 20 minutes of meditation in the morning. Yeah. And for me, it's uh, really coming up with a schedule and doing some tasks in the morning for sure. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use regularly that you think our listeners will find valuable? Okay. So this one is for people who are producing podcasts. Um, It's called loudness.fm. And right now it's a free beta version it's an AI podcast editor that you throw your audio through and it actually levels and ups your sound to the appropriate number. Very cool. I'm not going to, you know, uh, uh, my producers, don't, don't listen to what Naomi just said. <laughs> don't worry. You're not, you're, you're, you're okay, right? We're not going to, but, but very cool. If you want to, if you want to, if other podcasts want to outsource their editing to loudness.fm. Trey, what's a, what's a tool or app? So for me, I love uh, cryptocurrency and I'm always watching the prices. So in, I use worldcoinindex, all one word, dot com. And it's just World a price tracker. Coin index. We just lost half of our audience to that website just now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Crypto. 
crypto. Yeah. You know, it's going down. Uh, so they're watching you now. <laughs> yeah. They're going to like leave the show. Gonna, we just reminded them that their net worth was cut in half. Um, <laughs> what, uh, Naomi, what book would you recommend and why? I'm actually going to recommend an author, Haruku Murakami. He's a Japanese surrealist and magical mm. realism author. He's literally the best writer I've ever read in my life and just love his stuff. Any of his books that you find? I read uh, The Wind-Up Bird. Any, That's one any of my of favorites. Your, okay. Man, that was weird. Yeah, weird. weird. I had to take a couple breaks from the book and I was just like, this is getting too, <laughs> this is getting too weird, right? But I finished it. It was, it was a beautiful book. It does. The other one I really like is 1Q84. Very nice. Uh, and Trey? Mine is a sci-fi novel or series called The Three-Body Problem by Liu Sishin. <laughs> But just beautiful book about, uh, I don't normally like sci-fi, but changed how I thought about aliens. Like the whole idea of this dark forest and you don't want to communicate with any type of uh, intelligent life form because it'll only, they'll only come back and kill you or something like that. But it's a dark forest (laughs) problem. So the whole idea of like SETI and trying to listen for people to communicate back to us, don't do it. (laughs) It's only bad. I I love this. This is this is this is a fun episode for us too because I feel like every you know podcast and I'm sure our listeners you know we get like a lot of like it's like what's the business book the marketing book this is that right but I think this has been a fun episode to like take a break from the usual dogma so now we've got a great sci-fi of uh, sci-fi book three three body problems is that the yep the three we're gonna link body out problem. to three the three body problem and one Q eighty four. Uh, in our show notes and uh, the Wind Up Bird Chronicles. I'll throw that in for our, our fans <laughs> out there. We'll link out to loudness.fm. Uh, we'll link out to uh, World Coin Index and Soulful Breathwork all in our show notes. So if you're on the road, if you're out on a run or like me, you're riding around town on your bike, check out yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this week of, you'll see Naomi and Trey's photo right up at the top. Click on the two of them and you're going to get lots of takeaways, uh, quotables, all that kind of stuff. And all the resources from today's episode linked out on our show notes. Naomi and Trey, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, they should visit our website, hoptoit.fm. All of our episodes are there, our blogs. If you're interested in our um, category and rating system that we're using, that'll be on our blog. And is the quiz there? Yep. Yeah, I'll make it more visible. <laughs> the quiz is there. You might have to find it. Here, this is what we'll do. <laughs> we'll make sure on our show notes, we'll have hop to, uh, hoptua.fm linked out there. Um, we'll also link directly uh, to that quiz. So if you want to nice. find out uh, what kind of, of traveler you are, uh, are you a, a, a slow traveler? Are you a van life traveler? I'm kind of curious what kind of traveler I'm going to be. I don't know. Maybe like, a, do you have a Spartan traveler? Like, Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. travel I know. with like a no suitcase, just like the the, the personal <laughs> item with like a t shirt and a roll of deodorant, right? That's it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. Uh, anyways, all right. So check it out, yougurus.com slash podcast. Lots of resources, takeaways, all that good stuff. Naomi and Trey, this has been a breath of fresh air. I love hearing your story. I'm inspired that you've gone out and created this and also that you've shared it with so many people. Uh, I'm sure plenty of people like, you know, go out and move to new place, but the fact that you're documenting it and sharing that story with us and you're doing so much work to prepare and, and create these, these amazing lessons, I think it's just a huge gift 
uh, to the internet and to the the podcast world. So thanks for all the stuff that you're doing on this. Thank you so much, Brent. It's been awesome chatting with you today. Yeah, I love reconnecting. This is so awesome. Well, we appreciate you both for being on the show today. And that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life and maybe travel around the world and find the next place you're going to live. And that is it for this week's show. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want this free gift all about how to scale to six and seven figures and beyond in your agency, just text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. That's the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Brent Weaver.